moving on to our special celebrity guest of the evening, guys. Did I did I time this right or you timed it? You, yeah, you know what? Early is fine. We, we welcome you. <laughs> we welcome you early. Definitely better than late. <laughs> the Filipinos, you know, Filipinos sometimes get that Filipino time going on, you know. Oh my God, I can't oh. get my grandma to go anywhere on time. So Javier, uh, we welcome to Below the Belt show actor Javier de Guzman. Awesome. Please call me Chavi. Yeah. Chavi is uh, is uh, the, uh, the informal name yeah. among friends. That's that's my informal informal thing within the industry, yeah. So for my credits, I'll go by Javier de Guzman, but like for for just chilling, talking, Chavi. That's Ooh, great. Chavi. Chavi, well, Chavi, you'll be happy to know that this entire panel tonight is Filipino. Love it. <laughs> so we are representing. So that's, that's why we're really really happy to have you on BT. When does, when does the Shofau interview come out? Yo, what's up, bro? <laughs> uh, it is gonna drop the week, uh, the week after next, the twenty third. You're gonna be the Thanksgiving week episode. I got you. I dig it. I dig it. But for below the belt show, Javi, you are because the Al was thing. doing this. His, I made a promise to Al that I wouldn't, uh, since he's the one that put me in touch with Ashley, that I wouldn't drop <laughs> mine until his drops. So, <laughs> you you have actually out of blame, which is why you're the twenty third episode. But you know, it just gives more time, you know. But it's good to see you again, brother. Yeah, and um, tell Valentina to accept my chess friend request. Oh wow. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, we we actually hit her up big time, and you'll you'll see us talking about you. That we talked to you up after our interview. Like we gotta have that happen. We're gonna make that happen, brother. I'll I'll let her know. <laughs> We're gonna do let's do a live game. Let's let's just do a live game. <laughs> bro. My ass. <laughs> so uh, Chavi. You know my cousin, Chavi. I know your cousin. You do. Um so you actually fought my cousin and you beat him. <laughs> and he said you were an he said you were a he said you're an amazing guy. So uh Benson Vertuccio. Wow. That's Hilarious. Where are you from? Um, so I'm from um the states. I'm in Maryland, but my entire family is in Toronto. So my my um my nanai tatai, all my um or my I actually call my grandparents nanai tatai, uh, but all my titas, titos, all my cousins um are all in Toronto. Um, awesome. but yeah, but Benson Vertuccio. Um, uh, I asked Allie's him, I was like, do you remember? Ass. Wow. <laughs> Shabby, that's a. <amazing. laughs> um, well, this is, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm going to take a sip from this mug now. <laughs> Sorry about that. Awkward. Okay. I can't understand. What? what? But he, said you're fan- he said you're fantastic. He said he. Oh, yeah. No, Benson's a great guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've, we've even partied together back in Toronto back in the day while I was yeah. still there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love Toronto. I love going to see them. Yeah, especially with like the whole Muay Thai community, it's very small, so it's it's mm. nobody's really an enemy, if you will. We're we're actually more friendly than anything around each other because for one, there if there wasn't a Muay Thai community, there would be nobody to fight. <laughs> so it's <laughs> we take that into consideration. So no, yeah, no, Benson's a great guy. Awesome. That's awesome. It's such a small world. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> That's so funny. And those uh, those uh, Muay Thai skills. Family, <laughs> just, <laughs> just get it out there. Get it off your chest. <laughs> well, Chavi, those uh, Muay Thai uh, skills, I'm sure were very helpful in your episode of the 100 when you fought Adina Porter. Yeah. Um, wow, that was a really cool scene. I watched a couple episodes of of your uh, the 100, and uh, I was really impressed. Really oh. impressed with some of the th- scenes you had. Um, and of course, how what was it like working with Adina Porter? I mean, I loved her in uh, American Horror Story. She's a great actress. And yeah. and how is it getting your ass beat by her too? <laughs> <laughs> She's she's all over the place. She was, and then she was in Outer Banks. She was yeah. in Morning. Um, but no, she's as an actor, she's definitely somebody that you would want as your scene partner. Um, she's very gracious as well as what's the word? Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of exploration collaborative exploration that happens so as an actor um you can show up to set and you can have your choices and you can just go but she was gracious enough to put in some actual rehearsal time on her own time so just being able to do that alone um is something that any actor would appreciate so i'm, I'm super grateful for the experience that i had with her and and i learned so much in terms of just communication off screen as on screen so we were able to develop that whole scene like that that started happening from stunt rehearsals we rehearsed back at the hotel and then to make that happen but we didn't have to you know what i mean so the fact that she was gracious enough to let that happen was was definitely something that i will remember for sure (laughs) that's awesome awesome how did how, first of all, how did you develop the alien language that you used? I'm always fascinated. Oh, that's that's all written. That's in the script. Everything I said was written in the script. And it's it's fascinating because like yeah, it's 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 that same question that I always had, like watching Star Trek. Like, no, yes. they're just making that up. There's no way that's real. <laughs> the language that they made up specifically for the show. So when I first got that and I saw that I had to do that, it was a little daunting. Yeah, I can imagine. It's it's as it's the same process in terms of breaking down a script. Um, what am I saying in this moment? Um, how like what's my intent? So with that, that kind of gives me the drive of how I'm going to deliver these lines. Um because it's at the end of the day, I'm, I'm speaking this language that I have no idea, you know, <laughs> right. in Texas. I don't know what the verb is. I don't know what the noun is. I don't know what I'm talking about. But then when, when I have like the translations behind it, I'm kind of able to put it all together. But no, it was, it was definitely a fun puzzle to kind of put together and, and kind of like what I was saying before on the show about interviewers, just like, I want to take that and just kind of like push it towards star trek and just be like hey look i can talk a made-up language what's up (laughs) hopefully they bite (laughs) we need more filipinos as decision makers in hollywood then it'll happen you know we need to get 
into those power positions. Yeah. There you go. That's right, it's Alexis. Happening. It's happening because, like, slowly, yeah. The Disney shark that just came out. Yo, that Disney advert. Yeah, bro. Tears. Did y'all oh. see that? By the way, did everybody no. else see that? What are Disney you? UK. Go to Disney UK. I've seen it a billion times. It's gonna make you cry. Like, I'm now making parole making as a tradition in our family now. And my daughter's super excited to do that. I don't know if y'all have done it. I didn't do it before, but I always wondered about it. And now yeah. I'm going to do that. It just, oh, uh, I had to call my mom, too. As soon as I watched it, Mom, I love you. It's going to bring you to tears. Get Bring the tissues. Right. What is it? I need to watch this after. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Love. Disney UK. Yeah, Google, like, Disney Christmas 2020. Advert. Yeah. Something like that, but yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Like, Look, I'm like, I was just saying earlier. I mean, like when you brought up, like Patrick, and you brought up, um, all right, it's in my Google bar. When you brought up Yellow Rose earlier, I was yes. just like, you know, it's like the more, like, look, it's just you keep chopping Don't away, man. You keep chopping away. I haven't that's seen right. that yet. I haven't either. I haven't either. So I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> about it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> you know, the more you get, like. You just gotta keep chopping away at it. You know, you just gotta keep chopping away. Like yes. it'll it'll happen. Yes, of course it sucks. It's taken as long. Like it sucks. It really does. But we have to keep chopping away at it. We've gotta keep creating, you know, from the director's standpoint, from the actor's standpoint, you know, you gotta keep going. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, it's, and it's that's a, you gotta trust the actors too. It's a conversation that I've had a while, um, in terms of diversity too, where there's a lot of pressure that falls on the actors. Yeah. Um, and whenever I fall into this conversation, I, I feel compelled to always point out, especially when I hear other actors talking about the struggles of and the pressures of trying to live up to that word of representation, where if that is a, something that you are focusing on, directors and writers are the ones that have the power. Us actors, we that's a lot of pressure on us to represent an entire nation, right? And to be quite frank, I'm not trying to solely represent Filipinos. I'm just trying to act. I'm just trying to be a good actor, right? And if I do that job properly, then by default, I'm going to be a good Filipino actor, right? So it's like, for me, myself, though, when I'm in the room and I see five other Filipino people, I, if I book the job, I've taken away the job from five other Filipino people. But if I'm a writer or a director, then I have the power to hire five Filipinos or to write in five Filipino characters for one story. Yeah. So if representation really is at the epitome of what you're trying to strive for, then I, I encourage people to go into writing and directing. Have you thought about doing that yourself? Oh, yeah. I have a whole bunch of projects that are just kind of like, teetering right now but it, it just <laughs> needs it needs the right time that's that's all yeah. it is where that's i don't want to yeah yeah awesome well let's talk about operation christmas drop watch yeah. it today Charlie, yes. wow it's a very feel-good christmas film stars yourself cat graham alexander ludwig first of all how did you enjoy your experience shooting on a beautiful island in guam that must have just been paradise to shoot it was, it was, um, and well, like, and also that paradise kind of set into reality, like 
three hours into the shoot because that sun is a different type of sun. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. For me personally, I don't, I don't, I've never really, I don't even have sunscreen right now. (laughs) Right. Sunscreen. But then there, it's like, yeah, no, on my face, on my nose, get it on my shoulders. And it's like this, it, after hour three of like a eight hour day, you're kind of like, yeah. Um, and then I, it was funny because there was a moment where I was like, I'm I'm that guy on the beach with an umbrella. I was holding an umbrella because <laughs> it was just hot. I could feel my skin just boiling. And like even between takes every now and then I jump into the water and I just cool down. Ooh. Luckily, because like for my wardrobe, it didn't really I was I was especially in that first scene. I was I was in the water. I was fishing. So like, right. like yeah, take your shirt off and. Try not to wet your shirt too much, but yeah, do your thing. <laughs> Wardrobe was like, oh my god. <laughs> it was more. It was more hair. hair. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. different type of continuity. So like, I go into the water and I just like go like this, <laughs> wash it, and then just like let it down. But like, yeah, hair was like, was oh, like don't hair, hair wet. With AD being like, oh my god. Hair to channel one, please, for the love of Christ, get me Chavi. Thank you. He's in the water. Whatever channel we're <laughs> How did you like working with Kat Graham and Alexander Ludwig? Oh, man, they're, they're fantastic. Um, I couldn't have asked for better scene partners, especially for this project. Yeah. Um, they, brought, they brought fun to it, and that's ideally what you always want to bring. Um, even though the heat was as crazy as it was. And Kat also was pushing the initiatives to really get to know um, the Chamorro people. And like she did interviews with them and stuff in between takes. So she, she was constantly on the go, but she had a mission. She's, she's trying to bring awareness to, you know, this entire project because it is based on a true story, true events. Right. So that was also pretty inspiring to see where not only was she filming a movie, she was also being a humanitarian at the same time. So that was pretty inspiring. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's a great mission. And the Operation Christmas Drop is a real humanitarian mission. And uh, the U.S. Air Force Base in Guam, they they really have this. a great humanitarian effort to deliver gift boxes uh, to the, the island people, which I think is amazing. And that scene when they were dropping off the boxes and the parachutes, uh, that was a beautiful, beautiful scene, man. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was the perfect way to, to just seal it all off. And it's mm-hmm. the fun part about that was all the airplane stuff was real. They had the camera people in the airplanes filming as the airplane was flying. Them yeah. pushing the boxes off was all real. And it's yeah. the views that you see, you're like, no, no, it can't be real. But no, that's the ocean. That's the ocean and it's all real. It's so beautiful. How oh. long were you filming there? Uh, the shoot there, um, not including like the Washington shots that they had to do. But um, it was 
at the end of June till the beginning of August. That's of, of okay. 2020? 2019. Oh, 2019. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot in terms of the post-production that they had to put into it. Um, here's a fun fact that I haven't told any other outlets yet, but no, why not? Why not? Um, I'd say 90% of all of the dialogue on the islands, especially in the plane at the air force base, ADR. That doesn't surprise me at all. That doesn't surprise me at all crazy though like that amount that much dialogue so when i was watching it i was like i really hope you can't tell but now that we, we did a great job sounded a great job putting it all together and yeah yeah all all fit that's together but beautiful that's great that's just, they have to rework a lot of the scripts maybe as well or just because of the conditions no just the conditions it sounds like the jets were extremely loud uh, i bet Especially that sound mixer is probably like oh, yeah. When from the air force base, it was a functioning air force base. Mm, yeah. Oh, wow. So there's no hold for sound. There's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no hold for plane. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's ADR is a whole sense. other skill set. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a whole it's, other skill set. Ugh. Like. As much as I love this craft and and ADR is a part of it, I think ADR is my least favorite industry. <laughs> uh, because it's I've I've had to ADR lines where like mid scene I'm I'm crying and I'm I'm in a state and I'm in an emotion and it's, right I gotta, I gotta reproduce this moment. So I'm just in the room just being like. Are you guys sure you can't understand me? Because I can hear myself perfectly. I don't <laughs> <laughs> sure we got to do this. So like, have you done I, much voiceover stuff? I have not, but voiceover, in my opinion, is different than ADR. Yeah. Because like, you kind of get to do it on the spot and live that right. on the spot. But for ADR, you're kind of having to recreate and the line just is very like, set. Yeah. Like revisiting that after. A month and a half of not even thinking about it and then all of a sudden you're in the studio got the headphones on it's like all right so put yourself in that place oh my god and it's just yeah crazy <laughs> how's the audition process for operation christmas drop um pretty standard pretty normal um went in the room gave them the island vibes they did it. <laughs> it. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure my hair is what got this role. Oh, Your nice. hair is fantastic. Your hair is gorgeous. Glorious. <laughs> Glorious. It really is. <laughs> I, 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 wow. do this, I do this thing where, and this one casting director up here like loves it. She's even reported back to my manager about it. Just like, oh, he does this thing where the morning of an audition, I'll wet my hair and then I'll wrap it up in a towel and then I'll go to the audition room and I'll be in the waiting room in a towel on my head. And then when it's audition time, when they call my name, it's like, go into the room. Any questions? Nope. All good. Cool. All right, let's go into it. And I take the towel off and then it's just like this sheen of wet hair just falls. And it's just like, 
I think it adds to something, you know what I mean? It adds to that audition experience. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm doing this. So definitely did that that day as well. That's amazing. <laughs> I guess they liked it. If, <laughs> if you were asked to cut your hair for a role, Chavi, would you do it? To be honest, yes. <laughs> um, like the back of my neck during the summertime is just the most annoying thing. And I, I rarely wear it down. Um, only during interviews and if I'm um, talking, if I'm on set or if I'm on a red carpet or something, then it's like, okay, I'll, I'll put the hair down because I, I know it looks nice. So, you yeah, <laughs> know, I'll show it off. I'll, I'll flaunt I'll it a bit. It. But like, yeah. as soon as this is done, nope putting it back up um and I kind of have like a ongoing joke with my manager where I'm just like okay cool you I booked this project we're filming if you don't land me anything when this project is wrapped chop in this (laughs) (laughs) he he loves it and so with that it's like I guess it's he's he's making sure I'm I'm always gonna <laughs> always have a project. So lost, but no, yeah, like for example, one of the scenes that I always love going back to is in The Walking Dead. Yes. When he Favorite. cuts the hair in the bathroom, and that's like the turning point of when he goes insane. I'm just like, I want that. <laughs> I want that. I want that. <laughs> uh, transform within a show why not but yeah i know it's definitely something are you a fan of the walking dead is that a show that you'd like to um i'm a fan of the walking dead up to a certain point of the final season (laughs) (laughs) coming up yep i i can't say that i'm as a religious of a fan as i used to be um because as much as I, I've seen a few episodes of Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead World Beyond, yes. but I just haven't had the time to just sit down and really take it in. Um, I personally love the concept of World Beyond because it's it's the next step. Like you have these towns and these villages that are growing, and it's like you have a next generation that is safe. But then it's now it's just kids being curious. And I think that's such a great dimension to life itself. It's like kids will, and that's, that's essentially Stranger Things, right? You have these kids mm-hmm. that are just playing around. Another favorite show right there. <laughs> and then they just fall, find themselves in this new world. Yeah. That's awesome. So, but I love zombies. That's, that's, that's my thing. Um, I'll always, I'll always have an affinity for zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a dream project that you want to be Ooh. a part of? If you had like, could choose any dream project. Um, I wouldn't say I have a dream project per se, but I do have dream moments that I want to experience, and. One project could encapsulate all of these moments if I get lucky. But like, for example, I want to have that litigation scene where I get to, I object. I want that. I want 
I want my <laughs> You can't handle the truth. <laughs> you know I, mean? I want to just fall into frame on my knees and just boom, just like oh, shit's about to go down. Sorry, can I swear? Don't know. Yeah, you can. Say, <laughs> um, you the yeah, you can. Cool. <laughs> That's why called below the belt show. <laughs> um, I want to have that notebook moment where it's raining and that romantic yeah don't we all want that <laughs> we all want that scene um i who would be, who would be your scene partner for that rain who scene would be your scene partner for that is a good question yes you could pick any actress i don't know that's a that's a tough one that's <laughs> that's a really tough one i i've never thought of that moment to that extent. <laughs> um, we'll come back um, to it. You gotta manifest it, man. Anna Diarmas. Yes. I am on an I am on an Anna kick so hard right now, guys. Like the next yes. like the feature film I'm developing right now is literally I'm just like it's her. It's like I'm just <laughs> Oh my her. gosh. Like, All I'm thinking I cannot, about I cannot wait to see what she does with Marilyn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mar- I have a Marilyn poster and it's like her as a character um she just has this presence that no other actor or actress has been able to encompass and you you just have to kind of look at that and just kind of revere it uh-huh. so the fact that anna just does amazing work in general but i've always also heard her with the accent Mm-hmm. So, with this, I'm just again super excited to see what she does in terms of her accent work as well as the presence she brings to the screen. Because again, Marilyn Monroe—that's that's some big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm confident she's going to do something spectacular with it for sure. One hundred percent. One of your one of your career defining moments must have been Take Two as a series regular with mm-hmm. Rachel Bilson and Eddie Cibrian. Sadly, the show only lasted one season, but h- how was that experience for you overall? Oh man, it was like on every level. It was it was fantastic. Um, working with the executive producers that we did, working with the directors that we did, I learned so much because again, ultimately, I do want to get to that point where I am directing and producing as well. Um, But yeah, everything about it was just clockwork. Um, The fact that it was also ABC, that budget kind of also introduced me to a new world of production that I wasn't really ever privy to. Sure. I've been on big budget productions from before, but now as a series regular, it's, it's completely different. I, I get yeah. that opportunity to sit inside the the in, inside Video Village and right. see what they see. I get to hear what the DOP and you know the director are talking about and what they want to do. So it was it was oh, so fantastic, and it's like especially with Rachel, it was it was interesting because it's like. I'm in classes, I'm in studios, and I'm studying, and I'm doing all this work when it comes to trying to learn the craft, and they tell you things of, of oh, you always got to ask questions, you always need to 
be exploring the scene and stuff. And there's so many moments where Rachel would ask why in the middle of like rehearsal and it just put two and two together in that moment where it's just like, that doesn't change. That's a constant as an actor. You're always asking why and just to see her do it. Cause like, I always thought where, Oh, I'm, I'm this level actor. So I do this level work, but then it's the same formula as where Rachel Bilson was. And it's like, it's, it's the same work. What? And it's just like, yeah. it was such an eye-opening moment for me within this industry. It's like, okay, cool. So it's all the same. And it's just like, if you were to go back to the NBA, where a free throw is a free throw, you got to master the free. Th- There's nothing new. There's nothing different to it, but it's the, it's the exact same motions as you do if you were, you know, in, in the G League versus at the finals at the NBA, right? So it's like just seeing t- top tier actors, Rachel and Eddie, just talking about a scene. It's just, it was a yeah. amazing learning moment that I'll never forget. That nice. Awesome. That's freaking awesome, dude. And I love the OC, so just to oh, <laughs> who didn't love, you love the OC. <laughs> so there, there's this one funny moment that I love sharing where it's um we were out just hanging out. It was it was Friday and we wrapped early and we're like, let's let's just get a drink. Let's all hang out. Oh cool. So we're downtown Vancouver and we're going from one spot to another spot and we're on the sidewalk walking. And we pass by this group of people, like these partiers. They're drunk and they're like stumbling, whatever, and they pass by us. And then it it was the last two people in this group. And these were like six foot five jocks. <laughs> right? Like you had the girls in the front of the pack stumbling, laughing, having a time. You know, you had their their boyfriends, whatever. And then it was like the two people at the back who you wouldn't expect it was just like, they, the guy just stopped, and then he's like, hey, was that summer? <laughs> and I was just like, all the people to notice, it was those guys. Okay. That's, 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 that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. And I want to talk about the play on foundation because um, it creates awareness for the field of brain aneurysm study. My yeah. aunt passed away uh, from a uh, brain aneurysm and um, and hemorrhage um, after that um, was uh, cognitively impaired for a couple of years, before, sadly, uh, before she passed away. So this is an um, organization that's uh, near and dear to my heart for my tita. Um, yeah. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your involvement with Let's Play On.org. Yeah. Um, well, like even even in regards to what had happened with your tita, where it's just like, Amelia Clark has her foundation where it focuses on brain aneurysm rehabilitation. So it's what happens after the fact, after you've hemorrhaged. And if, if they're, the doctors are able to get there in time and do um, any necessary surgeries and stuff, what happens after? Um, but then for the Play On Foundation, it's I want to focus on brain aneurysm prevention. Um, there it's, it's, it, there just has to be a solution. Um, even though it's, it's unknown just yet, like there's tests that happen, 
Um, even in regards to for men, when it comes to prostate cancer exams, that wasn't a thing. Right. Until research and money started going into this particular field. So I want to go into this and hopefully that I'm able to raise funds and allocate these funds and push them directly in the direction of brain aneurysm prevention research within that neurological field, because within neurology, there's so much money that goes into other aspects. Um, and with professionals within the field of neurology, they'll tell you where it's when it comes to brain aneurysms, there's practically no funding that goes into it compared to all the other aspects. Mm. And that's essentially where I just want to try my best to make a difference where it's, it's a shame that the explanation that the doctors give you in the room is it can happen to anybody. And it's like, ah, oh, that's just, that's such a cop out answer. And so I, yeah, that's that's the goal with with me and my friends that started this, where it's just to raise awareness and bring awareness to the field of brain aneurysm prevention, where it is possible, and hopefully a solution comes. And I I would be more than thrilled if the Play on Foundation can be a part of that breakthrough in medical history. That's amazing to hear. And of course, you had a friend that sadly had passed away in 2013. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 2013. Nathan Noel. Um, and it's, it's funny cause it's like when I was younger, I hear brain aneurysms and you associate them with one of two things, either a severe traumatic event to the head or you're just old, you know what I mean? And it's like my friend being 25 at the time, it's just like, it, it was, it was just so confusing to me. And, uh, and it's like one of those things that again it just it, it just didn't sit well with the doctor just being like oh well it could happen to anybody and it's like no it can't you just put money into it if you do the research if there's like if you're 25 years old and that's that's the age 20 or 25 years old and that's the age where you go in to get tested like when you're they encourage when you're like 35 or 40 get your prostate checked even though you feel fine it's like right. get Right. So if they can figure out this age where it's like once you're this age, get checked, then hopefully maybe, you know, more people can be saved from it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Again, uh, let's playon.org is the website. Yes, yes. Yes. Make sure you check that out. Noble, noble organization. Um but um Chavi, man, it's a great interview on Below the Belt Show, man. Wow, no, thank you for having me. Oh, this is great. Uh, we got to get the, the whole Filipino Christmas uh, family together to watch your movie, Operation yes. Christmas Drop. Do it up. You know, of course, the Filipinos do Christmas really well. We're <laughs> 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 all, about, all about big celebrations. So. I'm curious, though, as, as to what's going to happen this year. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's like make it a big outdoor thing or, you know? Yeah. And if it is outdoors, we'll be freezing our asses off depending on where you live. In the yeah, world. Actually, <laughs> all of my family's in Texas. So driving down and outdoors. Be great. <laughs> are you going to be in Toronto or are you going to stay put in Vancouver? Um, I still haven't decided yet whether 
I'm going to try and split it where I'm going to do one in Toronto and then one in Vancouver when it comes to Christmas and New Year's. But it's looking like I'm going to do Christmas back in Toronto. Nice. Um, just because I got I got my my boys we we had we've had this tradition since like 2008 where Christmas Day would be our thing. So it's like and I've I've missed the last two years and I, I just mm. we have a WhatsApp group where they post the pictures. <laughs> I hear about whatever happened and it's just it's just it's kind of sad that I don't get to be there. But it's like at the same time it's it's the sacrifice we make for trying to chase a dream so yes i'm leaning towards being home for that um and then yeah just come back to vancouver and enjoy new year's in vancouver with just a couple of buddies of mine very nice very nice Xavi, before we let you go if you could do a little promo for us let us know who you are uh, throughout the 100 opera's christmas drop and let us know you're on below the belt show cool 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 so like uh hey what's going on one of those things yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey what's going on my name's Javi de guzman and i play knight on season seven of the 100 on cw and you can catch me on netflix on operation christmas drop for a nice island christmas vibe and you're checking out the below the belt show Woo! brothers and natural wonder all right, we're gonna we're gonna do a snapshot. All right, ready? And three, two, nice. Alexis, your eyes were closed. I was Let's blinking. Do it. No, no. Let's do it one more All time. Right, again. Come on. Let's see my Philippines <laughs> shirt. Three, two, and three, three, two, nice. <laughs> okay, there we go. Thank you for letting me do Is that. that. Better. <laughs> That's awesome. Chavi, awesome. thanks so much for being a part of the show. It's amazing. Yes, I look forward hey, to it. Hey, Chavi, pleasure to see you again, bro- brother. Pleasure, pleasure, nice. pleasure to see you guys. Have a good night. Have a good night. Have a great night. Bye.